Welcome to this week's episode of Latchkey Movies, the podcast where we take a critical look at the movies your kids are watching without your supervision. Today we're going to talk about the 2018 Netflix original film, The Christmas Chronicles. My name is Sarah. I am the mom of, by the time this episode comes out, a five-year-old boy. Oh, wow. It's happening. Wow. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, actually, five's way better than four. If you want my honest opinion on the subject, there's so much more reason at five and a whole lot less throwing oneself to the ground. We had a rough early fours. Like, he was a a dream two-year-old, three-year-old. And then we got to, like, early fours, and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) 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 Who are you? So, in my house, we call them the fucking fours. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I can remember having a conversation with a friend and being like, "There what? there's no cute nickname for bad behavior of a four-year-old. Like, we made it past the terrible twos. We made it past the uh, three-nager stage. But there's nobody named the fours anything. Oh, because they're that bad that they deserve a four-letter word. And so this is what you're left with. Yeah. All right. I'm Briar Harvey, and I am the mom of an adult now. I really should just drop her out of our listing entirely. I know I am. She just doesn't watch the movies anymore, (laughs) except for to roll her eyes and What do you mean? We're adults. We watch the movies. Well, I know. She's just at that 18-year-old adult (laughs) stage. Mom, do I have to? Yeah. Also, an eight-year-old boy and a two-year-old boy so they're the ones that are actually relevant Mm -hmm. for this particular movie which i did not watch with them no i didn't watch this with my son either because it's a christmas movie yeah but i wanted to pre-screen this one yeah We, we had so my initial exposure to this movie when it came out last Christmas, right? Mm Because it came out last Christmas. Yep. Was a picture of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Oh, you thought, like, they spoiled that for you? Oh, yeah. No, they did a full regalia for, I think it was Entertainment Weekly. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. Or maybe it was on Instagram. Well, maybe I would have just assumed that they were doing that because they're such a well-known couple. But, like, her little cameo at the end, like, I was like, if that's not fucking Goldie Hawn... Get the fuck out of here. Oh, I, I'd <laughs> have been mad. And turned around, I was like, okay, you're okay, Netflix. You're okay. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I know. I would have been mad if I hadn't <laughs> known that it was yeah. going to be Goldie. Cause I, so that was, that was my introduction to this film okay. was a picture of the so two So you didn't know what to expect. So I didn't watch it with my son because I've taken to, I pre-watch all Christmas movies now mm-hmm. because there's this issue that really annoys me where Christmas movies will um, bring in the whole concept of doubting whether or not Santa exists. Right. And so my son is absolutely the kind of kid who will take that and run with it 
and ask you questions about why anybody would doubt that and like why don't people believe and what happens to people who don't believe and blah 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 he's not gonna he's not long for this whole world of believing in santa <laughs> and i so so what you're saying is he's not a true believer <laughs> i am going i am i'm like i'm gonna give that up with like I'm going to fight tooth and nail to, like, make sure that doesn't go away. Um, I believed for way too long. And that's because everybody around me was, like, putting me in a bubble of Sarah is going to continue to believe. (laughs) And I I think that's important for childhood. I don't know. I feel like we've talked about this a little bit before. Somewhere, God only knows where or when, if it was on the air or not. I think it was probably off air when we were trying to figure out what holiday movies to talk about because I specifically wanted to address that situation. There's a um, series of Disney Christmas movies. They're like Mm -hmm. Once Upon a Christmas, Twice Upon a Christmas. And they're three short stories within like a movie. And the first one is all animated. The second one I think is some computer animated. Um, But they're like well-known stories typically. Like you get the gift of the Magi and you know things you've seen before. One of those, it's in Twice Upon a Christmas. There's a story with Goofy and Max. And in it, Max questions Santa. And the way it's addressed in the film, like, makes it very clear that Santa is not real. (laughs) Like, uncomfortably so. It's been banned from our house because I just don't think it's appropriate. Like, I, I don't... I don't understand why this is the thing that happens in all the Christmas movies. Like, why do we need to even bring that question into the equation? So, my now adult daughter Mm -hmm. is autistic. Mm -hmm. When she was little, we decided that we would not do Santa. Right. Because for her, that would be... That would be lying. Sure. Yeah. There's no other way with an autistic. And I've I've talked to a lot of parents Mm -hmm. of autistic children. And and the divide is probably closer to 70% don't than do. And And I can completely understand that. Like, that's like, obviously, your situation is different. You know, like, and that's. We You're, consequently, though, have do- not done Santa with the younger, the yeah. younger boys mm-hmm. either, and that's a bit more of a thing. With like, how the do middle you address kid, that? Oh, we've had to be very clear with you like cannot. them going out in public, <laughs> right, right. And and we had to with our daughter too. Yeah, you cannot tell other kids that Santa Claus is not real. Yeah. They believe that Santa is real and I need you to respect that even if you know differently because we don't spoil other people's beliefs and traditions Mm -hmm. and rituals which has honestly been an interesting lesson as we can translate it to religion right i was gonna say that absolutely translates to religion like my son started at a catholic school and i don't know i can't remember if we brought this up oh i think maybe we did last episode um we're just not Mm -hmm. really we don't practice we're catholic you know we were raised catholic we got married in a catholic church 
our son's been baptized, but like he's never actually been to church outside of that time that he was baptized. We just don't practice. I would say we're culturally Catholic, you know, like <laughs> all of our, you know, like our traditions and stuff are all based on our Catholic upbringing, but we don't attend church. And I don't think I want to attend church in the Catholic church. It's just not, it doesn't mesh with my beliefs right now. Right. Right. So, I respect that, though. Like, I I understand why that's what people do. And my son is currently attending a Catholic pre-K because they're the only ones who do full-day pre-K in our town. Um, (laughs) And so he's learning all about God. And we, this is such a side story, but we had Buddha bowls for dinner tonight. (laughs) And so I was explaining to him about Buddha and about, like, different religions and stuff. But, like, at the same time, like, trying to approach it in a way that, like, he's not going to go to school and, like, confront his teacher and be like, oh, did you know there's other gods? (laughs) Because as soon as he learned about God, he came home and told me, I learned about God today. I bet you didn't know about God. (laughs) I think you've told me that story before. And the way in which he said that still kind of creeps me out. Like... That's just weird. That's the expectation of right that he's. <laughs> that's the expectation of how he's going to talk to other people about God, but it, and that, that's not how no, it I came know. across at all. It was more like I bet you didn't know about this cool new toy that everybody else knows about. You know, <laughs> like it wasn't. But anyways, oh no, yeah. I, no, I get it, and yes, I still I find it. But threading that whole line of like respecting what other people mm-hmm. believe and not ruining it for them or not mm-hmm. confronting them about it. I guess this is when it starts, you know, this is when mm-hmm. when your kid stops believing or if they never did, that's when you have to start that conversation with people about like, well, you have to respect what other people believe and you don't want to ruin it for them necessarily. If it's not hurting you, then <laughs> but there are it's 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 muddy waters. You oh know. my god, it's totally muddy. And then you bring in like Elf on a Shelf and like everybody does that differently and everybody does Santa differently and like why does Joe's mom not give him anything for Christmas and everything comes from Santa but like Santa only brings me three things and then you guys give me stuff. And how, what about poor kids? <laughs> so when my son died, we were adopted by my mother-in-law's Southern Baptist yeah. Church. And I think we again talked about this last week as well. So Apparently Christmas is when we're going to talk about religion. Christmas is when we're going to talk about religion, I guess. So my eight-year-old has really started questioning Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm pagan-ish, <laughs> we'll say. I like Jesus a lot. He's a great guy. And maybe that's one of those things you'd get more into if you weren't raising three kids, right? Like, with my free time, I'll explore my beliefs. But I don't have that time right now. <laughs> I don't even have time to shower some days. That, so. that, that's about the shape of it. And, but, he, you know, so this is, not, this is not a conversation I have at church. Mm-hmm. But it is a conversation that I am now having to have with the eight-year-old. Like... I appreciate that you may have some questions about the things that you are being taught at Mm -hmm. church, and I need you to understand that these things are, it's okay to ask Mm -hmm. these questions. Mm -hmm. I am 
less comfortable when my movies are asking the questions for me. Mm-hmm. And man, it's right in your face at the very beginning of this film. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Let's talk about 68% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. I figured this was a movie that was going to be universally panned. It has a better Rotten Tomatoes score than Home Alone. Home Alone only had 65%. And we both liked that one fine for Christmas movies. Now, again... When we score this one, it will be with the asterisk Christmas <laughs> score because we are nostalgic and yeah. there's just no getting around that at all. Uh, let's talk about the cast. Obviously, we spoiled it for you. If you haven't seen it, Kurt Russell as Santa Claus and so- Goldie Hawn as Mrs. Claus. I really like the way they styled Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. He because they so made good. Him, they made him, like, modern and kind of edgy, mm-hmm. but in a way that didn't mess with the traditional look of Santa. Like, he still looks like, if you saw, if, if you went to the mall and that was Santa, y- you'd, you'd be sit like, on his lap. Yeah, whatever. Well, I would sit on his lap, but like... <laughs> <laughs> So I feel a little just, uncomfortable about how I feel about Kurt Russell and Santa. <laughs> because Kurt is, Russell and Santa are not people that I ever find attractive. No, Santa... Uh, well, Kurt Russell outside of, like, Overboard. No, see, I've always kind of found <laughs> Kurt Russell attractive, and I... Yeah. I I feel all kinds of ways about the fact that I find him attractive as Santa, but holy shit, he is clearly, I mean, I don't know what to say, so like, the mustache I, curl, I, and I don't even like mustaches, but seriously, he does it for me here. But, like, I think it could have very easily been that they styled him to be, like, biker Santa, you know? Yes. But they didn't do that. Like, he still looks like a traditional Santa. Mm-hmm. But, the, like... The robes mm-hmm. and the vest. And all and the fur. All the fur. Yeah. It's fantastic. And, like, the f- they even gave him, like, the Santa... He's got the beard. He's got mm-hmm. it all. Like, he's got the white hair. And I really appreciate that in this movie. Because I, I think that is what helps make this a good movie. Because it could have very easily tilted into cheesy Santa, right? So there was a Vox article that we'll include <laughs> in the show notes, and the title of it is Netflix's The Christmas Chronicles Introduces a Santa Who Can Get It. <laughs> Line from the article reads, forgive me, dear reader, but this is a Santa who fucks. <laughs> and there we are, guys. No reason to like, otherwise. Welcome to the show, I guess. <laughs> send your kids out of the room but (laughs) (laughs) all right we have uh... oh so an interesting thing from wikipedia on this Hmm. apparently kurt russell was originally considered for the role of scott calvin in the santa claus so the the role that tim allen Allen. yeah Hmm. so my my knowledge of kurt russell 
not knowledge, but like my familiarity with Kurt Russell is from the fact that Overboard is a movie that I watched way too many times as a kid. It was Uh probably, like, on HBO at, like, a pivotal, like, you know, at a time where I was watching a lot of HBO. And you know how HBO, at least then, I don't know. Oh, y'all don't know. It's gotten a little bit better, but, yeah. yeah. When I mean, HBO we just had played the same five same movies, movies in a loop. The time. Yep. So for me, it was overboard. So like, mm-hmm. I am a Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, Stan, forever and ever, <laughs> forever baby. And ever, yeah. I love them. I, I I'll be honest. Like they've managed as a couple to mostly stay out of the limelight. Yeah. They have been married. Or well, I don't not think married. they're married. They're, they're just not together. married. They're just t- they're they're not married. They've mm-hmm. just been together this since Overboard is nineteen eighty six. I yeah. think is when that movie came out. I'd have to look it up, but I'm almost positive it's around nineteen eighty six. And so that's so a also, really long ass time. People, they've been together for more than thirty years, longer than I've been alive, probably. And they're not quite that long but close and yeah they're they're having a good time and they've always been able to do and be slightly outside of hollywood mm-hmm. which yeah, i they find impressive especially if you think about the fact that so goldie hans kids are kate hudson and oliver hudson who's in this film and they both consider Kurt Russell to be their dad, mm-hmm. which I think is amazing. Like Kate Hudson, very vocally so. I haven't, I can't really pinpoint whether Oliver does or not, but she has stated in interviews that she, her dad is like basically nothing in her life, and Kurt Russell is her father. And considering that between that, and they also have a, a son together mm-hmm. um, who are all in the industry. And they still manage to, like, stay, like... Sane. Let's just use the word. Yeah, well, sane. <laughs> I mean, some people will uh, argue that Kate Hudson is something of a Yoko Ono. But... politics aside, because let's be real, it's yeah. Hollywood. So politics are all over the place mm-hmm. in both directions in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Let's if you overlook that, they are relatively pretty down to earth for right. the jobs that they have. I don't know. I stand hard. I will <laughs> always stand hard. We have uh, Teddy Pierce is played by Judah Lewis. Do we have anything else for him? He was apparently considered for the current Spider-Man role. Him and, like, everybody else. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. He's not in anything I could... Okay. And the little girl, Kate Pierce, was portrayed by Darby Camp. Not bad, I must say. She was all right for this age at this time. She looks really familiar to me, but I can't... I don't know what from. Oh, she was in Big Little Lies. That's why she oh, looks familiar. Okay. She's, um... I think she's, uh, Reese Witherspoon's character's daughter. Mm. 
That means almost nothing to me except for the <laughs> fact that I did know that Reese was in Big Little Eyes. <laughs> we have um, Officer Mikey Jameson, and he was the doubter. Yeah. Okay. He is not the one that interrogates Santa. Oh, he's the other one then. Mm-hmm. Then he's the one who saw the reindeer fly away, and mm-hmm. he, okay. he's he's uh, his the actor who plays him is Lamorne Morris, who you know from New Girl. If you watch New Girl, and then we have uh, the doubting police officer Dave Paveda was played by Martin Roach. Who's apparently a Canadian actor. Um, He's been kind of like in a bunch of stuff, but nothing noteworthy. And this was filmed in Toronto, which is no surprise to anybody. It should not be, no. Um, And then we mentioned briefly Oliver Hudson, who played Doug Pierce, the deceased father. Mm -hmm. In flashbacks? Flashbacks. That's the only. And and in an ornament. Yeah. Spoiler. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <coughs> so we start the movie. Well, you did. You didn't. You're not done do, yet. Do I? Yes. Do I really? Fine. Go ahead. Then they're all yours. You forgot the mom, Claire Pierce, who's played oh, I did by forget the Kimberly mom. Williams Paisley. Come on. Okay. Is she like one of the queens of Christmas movies? She kind of or Hallmark movies. Yeah. Then you have Wendy, who is the host at the restaurant. Oh, She's played by yes. Vila Lovell, who is from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She plays the neighbor. Um, and then the most important, important actress in this film. <laughs> Woman at another table. She's the blonde lady that gets all sassy and gets on her phone. She's the Karen. Oh, right. The Karen that calls the police <laughs> yeah. about, hey, we have uh, some dude pretending to be a yeah. Santa Claus here. Yeah, okay, definitely. Karen. She's played by Lauren Collins, uh, who is a superstar in Canadian television because she played Paige Michael Chuck on Degrassi, The Next Generation. I've never watched Degrassi. <laughs> Just love Degrassi. Right under my <laughs> radar, baby. I, I grew up in Buffalo. I know, I know. So we got Canadian TV. My husband says that I am basically half Canadian. Because, like, all out of my cultural references. The, I, the there are mind. a few that I have managed to acquire over the years <laughs> and love. I love Kids in the Hall, being Erica, I really enjoyed that show. You know, there's some weird cana- Canadian <laughs> We learned TV. a lot of French on Canadian Sesame Street. They had a polar bear, <laughs> I think, instead of Big Bird. Sacrilege. Then there was Mr. Dress Up, who was kind of like a Mr. Rogers character. Okay. All right. So, fine. The woman at the table, the Karen at the table... Is Lauren Collins. From Degrassi. Also that, known as all, Paige Michael Chuck. You all needed to know that. But it's kind it's, of funny because Paige is the same kind of character. Oh, okay. So we could pretend that that is Paige, Paige Michael Chuck. Yeah. And not Karen? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> fine. 
And then Santa's elves, because we have to talk about them. But they're not... Well, they're not human characters. And they're not voiced by anyone... They're like minions. Yeah, they're... They're this movie's minions. I'm pretty sure this movie could have done without them. Eh? It's probably my major, like falling out with this movie is I I was not thrilled with the kitten elves. I think they did look like weird kitten elves. I I don't know. So for me, for that to have worked, they needed to be brought in way sooner. Because that would have been the thing that that would have been the thing that kept my son interested Mm -hmm. in the movie. But they don't come in until like the last third of the movie. Which is Way too late for yeah. a five-year-old. No, he's At given up on it by point that point. Time, I can't see any five-year-old Mm-mm. sitting still for any portion of this movie. And honestly, I don't know that my eight-year-old would have done mm-hmm. either. Although, you know, if he was old enough to question Santa Claus, I certainly would have gotten them. So, so we start the movie in... The Pierce household, and um, let's see. Kate is watching Christmas movies. Yeah, and she gets into a fight with Teddy. Like, I think they did a pretty good job setting up the initial relationship mm-hmm. and. I felt bad for Teddy at mm-hmm. a number of points in this film, and I am glad that they managed to humanize these kids. Right. I agree, and I like that, like, his his major, like, teen rebellion was actually, like, a serious situation. Like... Stealing cars. He stole a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he got, you know, like, she didn't catch him, like, I don't know. I feel like it, in a movie like this, you tend to see that be, like, something, like, totally Yeah, when fine. we talk about rebellion, like, we talk about rebellion with bunny rabbit ears, yeah, right? Like throwing Not, snowballs at the right. neighbor's window or right. whatever, you know? But, like, he's stealing cars. It's a, it's a bad thing. It is but a bad thing. he's also the kind of kid who, although he's angry at his sister, and she, he starts to tell her that Santa doesn't exist. And then, no, he pulls back. Yeah. He still does the asshole move of Mm -hmm. dumping all the food in the fish tank, Mm -hmm. but he does not say there is no Santa. He wanted to. You could see it. So that reminds me a lot of my brother, who was, like, kind of a badass, and we had a relationship similar to that, but, like, he's part of the reason why I believed in Santa for a really long time, because even though he was kind of an asshole and, like, an asshole bigger brother, as they would tend to be, you know... He didn't ever ruin that for me. You know? Which you gotta admire. <laughs> you gotta have a little bit of respect for that. Yeah. Right. Like, he still loved me as his little sister and mm-hmm. understood why that was important as much as he was, like, torturing me at the same time. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the degrees of what we'll do to our younger siblings. Yeah. And as the eldest, I can speak rather definitively on this i am five and seven years and and 16 years older than my siblings respectively so yeah yeah Yeah. my brother is six years older than me so so we have um 
Teddy going to steal the car, and then Claire is forced to work on Christmas Eve. So I just have to say, what kind of shitty co-workers does Claire have where this mom who lost her husband in a tragic workplace accident, he's a Within firefighter. Within the last year or Within so. the last year. And they're going to tell her she has to come into work on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. With her two kids at home. Their first Christmas without their father. Yeah, she's got some shitty ass co workers. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm I with can't you. imagine. I can't imagine. No. I'd be like, no, there's got to be somebody besides Claire. We can call in today. And if it's because you're like the walking wounded, you better get your dragon ass in here because Claire is not coming in on Christmas Eve. Right? But that's not at all what happened. No. And. Claire does not put up much of a fight about this mm-hmm. either. She's got to go into work. So. So I think Claire's a nurse. Yes. Yeah. Or works in the hospital. If they don't. She could be a doctor for all I know. That was No, nah, really- I <laughs> think we were given nurse in some fashion. Claire goes to work and Kate tries to talk Teddy into watching a movie. And he pulls a typical teenage asshole maneuver. And I don't know. So they get into a fight. And she goes to watch the home movies. And sees the Santa arm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then we get the whole orchestration of the recording. Yeah. And the blah, blah, blah. Movie trap. Yeah. It was all fine, one, whatever. (laughs) And then we meet Santa. So let's just cut to Santa, because that's really the important part of this particular movie. Mm -hmm. I did like... They did a pretty good job, I think, with the effects and Mm -hmm. with the reindeer and with all the flying scenes... Yeah, they looked good enough. Like, I don't know if they looked, like, big screen good, but, like, for a Netflix production. Yeah, I was reasonably pleased. Yeah, it didn't look cheesy. Except for the elves. And we'll come back to it, but with all of that, I don't know. Who the hell is this movie for? I don't know. kind of... That's a great question. We will definitely talk about that at the end. We will, because <laughs> I don't know the answer I to don't know it yet. Either. So we've got the flying, and then the crashing, and then the you've ruined Christmas, and then we go and have to. Okay, so we go to the restaurant. Well, I like that when he tells them they he they ruined Christmas. He <laughs> he attributes the Dark Ages and all those world wars. Right, right, right. So, Christmas ruined. Right, I forgot. No, I blocked it out because (laughs) the words, the Dark Ages, Mm -hmm. (laughs) made... My husband is an amateur historian, (laughs) and, like, I just... Every... I, like, cringed. It was, like butthole pucker type cringe man it was the dark ages not like an appropriate no it's not no there's no such thing as the dark ages i was this many days old when i learned that uh, okay (laughs) yeah no there is 
historically speaking, the period of time that we refer to as the Dark Ages was dark because we didn't have good records of it. Okay. But the reality is, is that there was, yeah, some plagues and there was a lot of lives lost, but there was still a fair amount of innovation and things that were going on. And we have historically or recently rejected the term the Dark Ages because it does not accurately describe what that time was actually like. All right. diminishes the people of that time and we're trying to I think in history get better about the cultural anachronism of we're better than everybody else that we've okay you know as we move past that then phrases like the dark ages are really yeah problematic I hate to use that word in this... It's a problematic in a different kind of way. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Not in a, like, wearing blackface kind of way. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. All right. So, so yeah, so I just, uh, yeah, I I blacked it out, (laughs) and we went to the restaurant. Yeah. Well, he also explains that without his hat, he can't fly, is it? Like, what's the what is his excuse for because they yeah, lose the hat in the crash they lost the hat in the crash and she told me i needed to bring another one because apparently the hat is what's he magic can't and move makes him quickly fly. or through tight spaces so but, that makes it difficult for santa well yeah except that we know that this is in fact bullshit yeah the whole thing is the bullshit to teddy at the end of the movie <laughs> yeah. like here and then goes away no big deal. I, I, I was magic all the time. So Santa knew. He's kind of like the guardian angel of these kids then, huh? Like he's there on purpose. Is that Maybe. what we're to believe with the way I don't know. Ends? Unfortunately, that aspect of it was not quite fleshed out well enough. Mm-hmm. We get the we get the book of true believers. And Teddy's yeah. name is not on that family tree. So I tree. guess that would make sense for, like, why Santa would be aware of this situation. Well, in the like letter. other people's situations, right? right. Yeah. The, the, he comes from, Teddy comes from a long line of true mm-hmm. believers. And he did send Santa a letter this year. I'd like yeah. to see my dad. Which, like, I, I'm not going to lie. I cry. Mm-hmm. This is me. We know that I have a problem <laughs> with it, but this one, yes, yeah, several <laughs> times in this film, I lost it completely. So that was the reading of the letter. Oh, yeah, that, that one did me in. <laughs> so they go to the restaurant. And this is the first time we're getting, this is my absolute favorite part of this movie, is when Santa starts like, Telling people about themselves? Yeah, I love it. (laughs) It reminded me of that scene from Groundhog Day where he's going through and trying to get her to believe that he knows all of these people because, and yeah, it did in many ways remind me of that scene. But yeah, Santa was great. He knows everybody's name and... 
but and I still and I love that like even though he knows all of that like he's to an extent all knowing and then he goes and he's talking to the one couple and I think they're Indian mm-hmm. and, he, and the guy goes I know how to speak English dick or whatever <laughs> I love that you know I think Santa was trying to like Santa was almost a little too PC. A, a little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the the baseball card was yeah. a nice little, yeah. And I the like wife rips it up. Oh, Mickey God. Mantle rookie card oh, in mint condition. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I, I don't even care about baseball it's cards. It's got to be and worth a fortune. still <laughs> broke my heart in every way. <laughs> so they leave the restaurant and uh they steal the, steals car. the car but it's okay because it was already because it was stolen. already stolen <laughs> and then the guy comes out and tells the bartender that he called the police to let them know to report the car stolen <laughs> i do like the bit of santa in the front seat of the car playing with trash mm-hmm. i am the world's greatest toy maker yeah. like it's yeah. so good so we get to the reindeer, and we have the whole scene with the police, and then we, whatever, do we... The kids get away, Santa gets arrested. Get away, Santa gets arrested. They get to ride the reindeer. Which is great, and then they find the bag, mm-hmm. and Kate... Goes in the bag. Goes in the bag. In, gets lost. Teddy... Gets robbed? I, I guess. Kidnapped? I, there were, again, while I relatively enjoyed this movie, There's there holes. was. <laughs> it's, it's, it's holy. It, yeah. Yeah. And then Santa. So gets, concurrently, Santa's yes. in jail. And he's being interviewed, and we do, we have the whole thing with all of the toys and, and what he really wants for Christmas is to talk to his ex-wife. Lisa. Lisa. That was fun. (laughs) But it doesn't matter. I love when he's like, he's pulling all the toys out that he wanted from like, what, six to eight or something like that. Yeah. And, and the, the cop is like, we frisked, we frisked you. Mm -hmm. And and Santa's just like, yeah, I know. Look at me. I'm Santa. I'm Santa. (laughs) That's the whole point here. But I loved the toys, too. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the... Like, a G.I. Joe, uh, a Matchbox car. A Matchbox car. A Snoopy and a Spaceman. Like, a mm-hmm. an astronaut costume. Was it a Mr. T? I'm pretty sure... No, was it a Mr. T? I thought that was a G.I. Joe. It, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> but it was fun. Either way, it was fun. And then he starts singing, and I'm not gonna lie, I kind of fast forwarded through the singing. Oh, yeah, it was a little. Uh, it was a little over the top. Little much, but what's interesting me. is the other guys in the jail. You probably recognize the one is Stephen Van Zant from The Sopranos and the E Street Band. Oh no! But thanks. Yeah. So yeah, the little Stevie. 
Yeah, the guy with the Stevie. long hair is Stephen Van Zandt. He was in The Sopranos, <laughs> and he's in <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's The East Street Band. But that Fantastic. band, that whole scene, that band was his band. The Stephen oh. Van Zandt. It's Little Stephen and the Disciples of Soul. Like a real band. They're a real Fantastic. band you can buy. Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So this is... Okay. So you've now just confirmed it for me. This is what happens when a bunch of actors get together and have dinner one night. And they're yeah. like, we should make a Christmas movie. We're making a sexy Santa movie. <laughs> this is the result. And we'll sell it to Netflix because they'll buy anything at yeah. once, at least, right? <laughs> they'll try anything once. It, the algorithm may or may not like it, but they'll try anything once. <sighs> so while that's all happening, Kate is at the North Pole. Mm-hmm. Because she got there through Santa's through the bag sack. And that's when we finally meet the elves. Right, the kitten elves. Because so, I feel like they're not elves. No. I don't know what the fuck they are, but they're this weird cat-creature yeah. hybrid. Like <laughs> I don't like it. Um, if they weren't so, you know, big Disney eyes cute, know. they'd have been kind of creepy, I feel. I just feel like in a movie, it, like, is so out of place in this movie for some reason. Just, just do, like, I don't know. Get know. some normal people and dress them up like elves. It's that easy. Like, it's not... Like, it didn't need to be some weird ass... The only thing I can think of is marketing. It's always marketing, baby. <laughs> I don't know. We have this affection for the weird little creatures. <laughs> Definitely. I mean... I am not... I'm I, not a fan. I feel no love for these elves. <laughs> and and I think historically we have more or less proven our general distaste <laughs> for the weird little minion type creatures. Yeah. So I, I'm sure it's not just us. There's I, I something about so. them that like and th the elves qualify. They're weird. I don't mm -hmm. I, I don't like them. I don't like them. Right. <laughs> so while she's there, she, like, sees the videos from all the kids that sent in, like, videos to Santa. I mm -hmm. didn't know that's a thing kids were doing, but apparently it is. Apparently it's a thing. I, and I mean, then it she saves me time, like, transcribing what my kid wants from Santa. I'll just take a video and tell him I'm sending it to him. I like it. Also, it will be cute to hold on to for later. Like True. Yeah. Um... But while she's there and she's watching all the videos, one of the videos is a little boy. And it's just, like, so obvious that it's meant to be something. Because one of the little boys is like, I'm Bing Bellamy, and all I want for Christmas this year is a snowboard. Do you remember that one? Yeah. That's Kate Hudson's son. Oh! Because <laughs> it just seemed, like, too, like, this, this must be somebody. Right? <laughs> this is, like... We're really, we're drilling it down here. <laughs> this is what happens when actors say, let's have a Christmas movie. <laughs> we we need a kid. Oh, hey, let's call the grandson. Because that's exactly what they did here. They yeah. called the grandson. Okay, it's fine. So apparently, like, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's other grandkids, like, names appear in places. And they're, like, referenced, like, as children and stuff. I also the feel too. the need to point out... That this movie was at least 
partially produced by our good friend, Chris Columbus. Yes. So, interestingly, there's talk of a sequel. Oh and my Chris God. Columbus is attached to that as well. Well, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> what would Christmas be without Chris Columbus? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we have the great jailbreak and then the... But it's not even a jailbreak. Like, he convinces the guy to let him go that and Lisa's just... going to meet him for breakfast. And then Santa just goes. Like, he could have just gone the whole time. But according to the end hat sequence, it's very important to note that he could have gone at any Any time for anything in this movie. It's all contrived. No, it's not contrived. Santa had goals that night. Oh, okay. He had to help Kate and Teddy. And he also had to help that police officer okay. reconnect with his ex-wife. Santa is a Santa's man tired of mysterious of, He's ways. tired of just making toys. He's got to make other things happen. Fine. I mean, you know, whatever. How many years has he been doing that for? I like when he's talking to the police officer and he tells him he's technically St. Nicholas, but he's not a saint. A saint. And he's like, you got to know people or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line. All right, so we have the whole wonderful delivery scene and blah, blah, blah. Teddy driving the sleigh. It's all great. And yeah, I don't think we need to go into too many details there. So finally, we get the kids home, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's successful and... Santa finally says ho, ho, ho. Yes. I did like the little exchange he had where he took the cookies from the the little Spanish girl. girl. Yeah. (laughs) Was she in Spain or was she in Mexico? The little Spanish-speaking girl. girl. Let's go with that. Who knows? I can't remember. They do say it's on the list. I think it does say. So we get the kids home. And yeah, Santa ho ho hoes. And we find out that he didn't need his hat all along. He didn't need his hat. He gives it to Teddy. What happens to the hat after Teddy has it? Does it still possess any magic? That's an interesting question. (laughs) If it had magic at all in the first place. And I hope to God Santa really, like, changed Teddy's mind on car stealing. Before giving well, him would that you magic steal hat. cars after driving that sleigh? I mean, that'd but be quite a But now you have a magic down. hat. You can fit into small spaces. <laughs> <laughs> Just shimmy in through an open window and car's all yours. And he gives... So they go in, they open presents, the ugly sweaters from the ant, and Santa gives Kate her skateboard and Teddy gets an old ornament with his dad's face in it. It's kind of like just, the mirror in Harry Potter. Yeah, it is very like that. And I just wept. And when he says, I'm proud of you. Oh, and yeah. And the dad says it back. Blubbering fool. Yeah. Blubbering fool. <laughs> Which. <sighs> so I have this threshold as someone who cries a lot. I occasionally am also annoyed while I'm crying because I feel like it's been intentionally manufactured. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. 
This is us. Yeah. Is really high on that sure. list for me of manufactured. T- I can't even watch the show because okay. I cry every fucking episode. I made it through like four or five, and I'm like, no, I'm done with this. This is this is bullshit, man. <laughs> Stop trying to make me cry. This was very close to that line. What is it? It's got a name. It's like it's like emotional porn or something like that. Yeah. Th- <laughs> like you're watching it because you know it's sentimentality be porn, yeah. yeah. Like anything on Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like the porn reference because no. I find that problematic in a separate way. But like you're but watching, we're, we're it, here for Christmas. You're watching it with a specific. You mm-hmm. know how this is going to make you feel, and you need that release. <laughs> So that's why you're watching it, right? Yeah, I mean, and and there are certainly movies and songs and things mm-hmm. that yeah that that provide that release, but it's interestingly different and contextually appropriate for this. The song "Whiskey Lullaby" by Brad Paisley mm-hmm. is that for me? Okay, <laughs> I have it. I have like a playlist. It's called "Sad Songs for Sad Pants." <laughs> I love it, sad. <laughs> and that's and it's like every time I think of like every time I'm sad and I think of a new song, I throw it on that playlist. But whiskey lullaby is on it. Okay. <laughs> it's it's, but like you need that sometimes. You do, you right? Do. It serves a purpose. I'm just saying, like... I, oh, yeah, but you get angry. Like, what? Yeah. Why, why, why am I listening to this why and crying like a stupid duped? fool? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. The other interactions um, that did me in, uh, when Teddy and Kate hugged, that mm-hmm. one was already a bit of a weeper for yeah. me. But, yeah, some of the stuff earlier with Teddy had me... A little emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one was just, I don't know, it was close. It was very close to that forced sentimentality yeah. line. It just, sure. Almost. Not quite. Because it's Christmas. So we can deal with that sentimentality on some level. We expect it, right? Holidays kind of, they're shitty and emotional times for a yes. lot of people. So you're already raw. Right. And, but because of that, when we build on that sentimentality, it does, I don't know, theoretically make us better people, mm-hmm. no? That we recognize the base humanity in everyone else mm-hmm. because we've had this emotional moment and we go out and are nice to fucking people, I yeah. think. I, I think that's the... I think in the end, it's like... Okay, you don't necessarily have to split hairs about the intentions. Mm-hmm. So, we're not going to give it an Academy Award. We're not. We're, we're not. <laughs> but but it's 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 at least okay. Mm-hmm. The question is, as we are sitting here, who the hell is this movie for? I don't know. I don't know. Besides, I the think Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn clan because. <laughs> right. I think if if the elves had been in the movie the whole time, I would say that they were obviously marketing this towards children. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that this 
pops up as a um, like in the spotlight on Netflix kids accounts. Okay, that's possible. I will, by the time we get to the mini episode for this, it'll be closer to Christmas, and I'll mm-hmm. know for sure if that's popping up. But I'm pretty sure it did. I'm pretty Although sure. Although the algorithm up. there is very uniquely Weird. varied. Yeah, like Extraordinary Homes pops up sometimes. <laughs> my, the, both of my boys and the, the youngest, his account, the only things saved and watched on there are movies that he likes Mm -hmm. and still we end up with things like uh the great british bake off and stuff Mm -hmm. so like no really we think you might like this yeah (laughs) right so the algorithm is hmm, a little questionable sometimes netflix but but i feel like if it's popping up in the spotlight there's a little bit more thought put into it yeah I don't know. This one's a tough call. I'd say 10 to 12 when yeah. maybe they're questioning that same right. thing. I and maybe that's what it's be, for. Right. I think you have to be past that conversation for this. And I also think that a main um, audience for this is people who watch Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. Which I am. Yeah, I am I mean, that people. I consider every Christmas subscribing to Hallmark's movie channel so I can watch all the Christmas movies because I don't have cable. But I'm really glad that Netflix is stepping up. Like, we got, like, those, they, the ones about, like, the job. princes and stuff. Like, I just want some <laughs> Christmas prince. I don't, it doesn't, you, you don't even have to be original in the name. It could just be, like, Girl Marries Prince at Christmas. And I'm going to be, like, <laughs> watching it. You'll watch that. I'm in. Makeout scene in snow watching it <laughs> thankfully we don't really have to talk about the halloween costume equation here no although it's I a christmas have, movie it's a christmas movie <laughs> but i do have to say it is halloween as we are filming this yeah and the costume angst in my household is real we will be going right after this episode to go pick something out for the eight-year-old as somebody who worked at a party city in high school thank you for planning your costume out a week in advance and not coming in on halloween eve and wondering why we don't have cat ears in stock <laughs> my husband has done seasonal at Party City before. And yes, yeah, I think it is a special place. <laughs> the night before Halloween, I'm Been sure there. it is. It's it's. I've worked Christmas retail. It's worse. Yeah, How, I, I Party think City he. Ag- I, I actually think he Halloween. would agree with you. Yeah. I think that he would agree with you. So, all right. Give us a Christmas rating. Uh, I'm looking at what I rated Home Alone. Oh, that's a good call. So I gave it a, I gave Home Alone a four. You gave it a four and a half. Yeah, because I I'm still very. <sighs> Do I like this attached, movie better you know? than Home Alone? God, I would hope not. I think I'm gonna have to give it like a three. Okay. A three Christmas rating. Which is. <laughs> sad a and pathetic on the Christmas scale. A standard yeah. one? I don't know. <laughs> no, because I don't hate this movie. I don't yeah. hate this movie. No. I will watch it again next year. I might watch it again between now and Christmas. Uh, possibly. 
I, I'm not gonna lie. I love Christmas, Christmas movies. movies. I know. I I do too. There's just something magical about. I don't know. It's the time of year where I personally enter hibernation because my arthritis kicks in. I know it's the same yeah. for you too. <laughs> and so all I'm really capable of doing is huddling under warm sweaters mm-hmm. and blankets and watching stupid shit on the TV. Right. So Christmas movies are just man. They're mm-hmm. my thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So what do you give this one? It's still only a three and a half. Okay. And I'm being generous because it made me weepy a couple of times. <laughs> so that brings me to, though, we're not going to be doing any more Christmas movies this year. No, we have no more Christmas movies this year. But we're taking suggestions for next year's Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. We want to know, what Christmas movies should we talk about? We actually really struggled with this because... I mean, do we do a two-hour-long Grinch marathon right. where we compare all the various and assorted <laughs> Grinches for right. you? What would you like next yes. Christmas? Please, we'd love to hear yeah. from you. You've got a full year. Yeah, lots of time. <laughs> and we have a phone number for you to call. It's 402-885-4875. We are still theoretically soliciting kid reviews for movies. If you want to, you know, have your kid leave a message and tell us whether or not they still believe in Santa after this film. It's cool. <laughs> we'll play it on the air. Yeah. Use your kid as a psychological experiment. And please. please let It'd us know. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. I feel like this isn't the first time we've asked people to No, use their I don't kids. think it is either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're at Latchkey Movies on, you know, the places. And you can email us, latchkeymovies at gmail.com. And for the Christmas season, it would be really great if you'd give us a Christmas present. And share this podcast with someone you love. It's like you're giving us a present and them a present. Exactly. <laughs> they get the gift of cursy, sweary kid movie reviews. I mean, that's a <laughs> gift, man. Come on. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Happy holidays. And we won't see you until after the new year. Oh, that's right. We're taking a week we'll off. We'll see you ooh, in ooh, 2020. 2020. It's going to be uh, the time. I wonder if Hugh Downs and Barbara Walters are going to be there. <laughs> oh, that was bad. So bad. Oh, I love Hopefully it. I'm the first one to get it out there. Oh, Because I won't be the last. No, you will not. <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs>